You're listening to the Live Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, Life Church. It's a pleasure for me to be with you again this morning to have a chance to be in God's Word together. Uh, I'm so grateful for each of you. Uh, I thank uh, Kate for her prayers. I'm going to pray as well. Dear Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I understand you've been spending a few weeks in the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, and that Alex taught on the first 10 verses uh, last week, uh, all about Jesus being the Good Shepherd. I'm going to continue from where Alex left off, and we're going to begin reading from verse 11 through verse 21. I want to piggyback some thoughts on the early parts of this chapter and share some new thoughts as well. So hear the word of the Lord from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They, too, will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jewish religious leaders who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, he's demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of someone possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? May God bless the reading and understanding of his word. A first thought I would like to share today is uh, it's um, more important to me that Jesus is a good shepherd than that he is a great shepherd. Uh, That might seem weird to some. Uh, There was a book that was popular among believers 20 years ago, From Good to Great, but I I wanted to write a, a rebut saying from great to good because lots of times when we think of greatness, we tend to think of power And we tend to think of comparing, like uh, 
Alex's car did good at the road rally last year, but Kate's was great. And, uh, and there can't really be greatness without comparing. Uh, goodness stands alone. And um, God is good. Jesus is good. Jesus is a good shepherd. He's a great shepherd. But more importantly, he's good. Maybe you would be surprised, maybe you wouldn't be, uh, to realize how many people go through an entire lifetime without knowing that the God who created them and sustains them is good and that he loves them and that his desire for us is good. Jesus reveals a God who is good through and through. And we are parts of faith communities, not because we're so good, but because God is good. And we revel in his goodness. And we learn what goodness is all about by following Jesus, by hearing his words, by rubbing shoulders with other people who are in the same boat we're in and allowing Jesus to lead us through this life. Uh, I want to say also that uh, shepherding is different than uh, being driven. Someone said to me one time, Jesus is a shepherd, not a cowboy. A cowboy drives cattle in the direction he wants them to go or they should go. A shepherd leads sheep. A shepherd goes first. And uh, a shepherd really uh, guides as he leads. You know, so many people have been captured by the Lord of the Rings stories, and I'm certainly one of them from early on in my life. And uh, uh, characters like Strider uh, are really shepherds, caring for people, keeping them out of trouble, showing them the way through difficult places, uh, having a, a glory that's kind of shrouded, that the focus is on servanthood and caring. There is not another religion or faith in the world that has a God anything like the person of Jesus, who humbles himself, who cares for us, who will lead us, but who will not drive us who will even tolerate long periods of us uh, ignoring him, both before and after we come to him. Uh, one of the thoughts that uh, sticks with me from what we've read today is the last few verses. So um, if you could put up that first slide, this um, idea that people say, so this guy, is he, uh, is he evil? Is he crazy? Uh, that the claims that Jesus makes uh, are so outlandish that uh, people could never say, oh yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good teacher. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says he's going to die for me. Is, 
is this is he is this a con? Is this some effort to uh, to to brainwash me to take me where I don't want to go? Uh, or is this man nuts? Does this man think he's God? Who is this Jesus? So people uh, uh, were not allowed to just have uh, pleasant thoughts. The rich young man, good teacher, what must I do? And Jesus would say, why do you call me good? That uh, what we see revealed in the person of Jesus is he's either everything he says he is, or there's some evil intent here. Or Jesus has lost his mind. And so some people are saying he has a demon. This guy's awful. Don't listen to him. Other people will say he's nuts. He's insane. He needs his mother and brothers to take him home. And others are like, really? Did you see that blind man that he healed? Did you see... That lame man who walks, do, do you see what Jesus is doing? Does this look like a bad thing to you? So it's a question that had to be answered then and has to be answered now. Who is Jesus and who is Jesus to you, to me? And what kind of impact is that going to have on my life? Uh, I want to look at this next slide and uh, go further with this question. Does God really offer, intend, desire to shepherd human beings throughout their lifelong journey? Do you believe that about God? That he's saying, Marissa, listen, you're not going to make it on your own, but I love you. And there's a way. And I would like you to walk with me every day. And I'd like you to, I'd like you to really get to know me so that you can trust me. I, he says a few times in this chapter, my, my sheep know my voice. I, I, learn, I still learn things, which is great. Uh, at my age, and I learned a couple things about shepherding this year that I didn't know before, or if I did, I had completely forgot them. And I was told that in Israel, there were two kinds of sheep pens. So if you were uh, coming into town and there were other shepherds bringing their sheep into town, they'd put all the sheep in one big pen. And it's like, well, how do you tell Kate's sheep from Marissa's sheep, from my sheep? And the way they would tell is in the morning, their shepherd would come out and call them. And their sheep would come. And nobody else's sheep would come. Isn't that a cool thing? That the sheep themselves knew who they belonged to. And they wouldn't come uh, to anyone else. I have a friend who's a pastor in New York and he grew up on a farm in Nebraska and it was a dairy farm. They had 300 cows. At the end of the day, his dad would call the cows and the cows would all just start heading toward the barn. 
And he would try to call the cows. He would make the same call his dad made, and none of the cows would move. Fast forward 20 years, and his dad is dying. And he goes home to see his dad for the last time. And his sister says, who's going to bring in the cows? And he goes outside, and he calls them, and they come. That, that something had happened to him, that he became his father's voice. And his voice was known. So do you and I know the voice of Jesus in our life? Uh, I encourage you, reading his word, being around other believers, taking in everything you can, if it smells like Jesus, if it looks like Jesus, if it sounds like Jesus, it's probably Jesus. And there's not a better thing for you and I to do than to uh, learn to recognize his voice, his voice in our life. And for some people, that is a very weird idea but followers of Jesus believed that God speaks to them. And, and we don't get it right all the time. And, um, but uh, we, need, we need God's care in our life. And he will speak into our life. Through scripture, through uh, believers who care about us, through prophetic word. Uh, and sometimes without words. That a shepherd leads... Uh, wordlessly in many ways too. So if you invite uh, the Lord to shepherd you, uh, you'll find that uh, he leads you in many ways. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that Alex was teaching last week. And uh, if we could look at that fourth slide uh, What's all this business about through the door and over the wall? And uh, this was the second thing I learned about shepherding this year that was new to me. So there's the big sheep pen where many uh, different sheep are there and they respond to their shepherd's voice. And then there's a smaller sheep pen maybe up in the pasture where uh, the shepherd kind of constructs, you know, three walls, and he makes himself the door. He sleeps in the opening. And so nothing's getting in that doesn't go by him. And no one's getting out that doesn't go by him. So that's why it makes sense that in the same section where Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, he's saying, I'm the door. And let me tell you, nothing's coming at you that doesn't pass me. And, uh, and you're not going to lose anything that doesn't pass through me first. And it doesn't mean that bad things will never happen to you because Bad things do happen to each of us. This is a broken world, and we're broken people. Uh, but Jesus offers to be the door. And um, 
uh, I'm sure Alex talked about it last week, this idea of what comes over the wall uh, will rip you off ultimately. Uh, what doesn't come to us uh, through the front door uh, with the blessing of God uh, is ultimately uh, going to be hurtful to us. And sometimes we're the one who climbs over a wall. We want a relationship that we know God's not going to bless. Or we want something else that we are confident that God doesn't want for us. And so we want it so bad, we scale the wall. And uh, I, I just want to say, it's not impossible that you find yourself in a place where you realize you have things in your life that came over the wall and that are harming you in your relationship with God and with other people or that you yourself have gone over the wall and you are in a place that's uh, toxic for you and is destroying you and is causing you to rip off other people emotionally and otherwise. I want to encourage you, you can always bring all of that to the door. Bring it to Jesus. Jesus, I don't know how I got here. Jesus, I, uh, someone said to me one time, sin will uh, take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, cost you more than you could ever pay. And that's certainly been true in my own life. But when I find myself in those spots, I need to bring it to Jesus. I need to come, even if I have some shame, even if I have some thorny issue to deal with, bring it to the door from the outside or the inside and see what this shepherd uh, might do for us. So what does a good shepherd do for us? I'm, I'm thinking now of the famous psalm, Psalm 23, uh, where David revels in the fact that uh, God, the Lord, the Lord, is my shepherd. And uh, what does he say? He says, he provides for me. He restores my soul. Do, do you believe that, that God so intimately wants to live day by day with you that uh, he, he not only has the power, I used to marvel at the power that Jesus has, where my great teacher, my great mentor, always marveled at the willingness that Jesus had. Is it important to Jesus today, do you believe, to restore your soul? And let me tell you, it doesn't take long for my soul to get troubled. Uh, I can, I can uh, just be an accident looking for some place to happen. And all of a sudden, I am in situations that are very difficult for me to figure out. But... Jesus has made a promise uh, that he will restore us uh, materially, but more important, he will bring us that shalom. 
You know, I think of the demoniac who, when he's delivered, sits there in his right mind. And he's at peace. The neighborhood is freaking out, but, but God has settled his spirit. And you may have met people like that. I have met people like that. I have been people like that. Where, uh, where the peace that passes all understanding is a real thing. And uh, we should, we should uh, not settle. We should really come to God. And uh, uh, sometimes we, sh- we should say with the psalmist, why are you so cast down, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, who's the health of my countenance even, and my God. So he restores our soul. He guides us in the good decisions. I think the last time uh, I had a chance to be in the Word with you, I remembered a time where I took a job and walked out of that interview, and I felt like the Lord said, you didn't even ask me. And it, it was a bad decision, which He helped me reverse and repair. But God promises part of having a shepherd in your life is he can help you make good decisions. One of the ways we're helped to make good decisions is to be teachable. You know, uh, when I think I know everything, and when I am slow to take advice from people around me who love me and care about me, I'm going to be more prone to making bad decisions. But ultimately, it's our life God has given us, and he gives... he. Part of the way he wants to shepherd is he wants you and I to choose to do good without being forced to do good, without being threatened to do good. He wants us to do good for goodness sake because God so loves the world. And he wants us to love others with this kind of unconditional love that God has given us. Um. He's, he promises to be with us in our worst moments, in our most awful situations. David would say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. Years ago, when I was a Jesus people person, some might say Jesus freak, uh, out in Boulder, Colorado, a guy was making a song to Psalm 23, and uh, he sang, For Thou Art With Me, repetitively for about 10 minutes. For Thou Art With Me, Thou Art With Me, For Thou... And I was irritated. I was like, what are you doing? Would you stop? Would you... And after about seven minutes, it was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you saying that God is with us? God is with us. Jesus is with us in the middle of the nightmare. Just because there's a nightmare, it doesn't banish Jesus. Jesus fears nothing. And, and David can say, I will fear no evil because it's not very awful. No, because you're with me. You are with me. I am not alone. 
The God who created me is the God who's with me in my worst situations, in my worst moments. And I can say uh, for most of us, those uh, super challenging situations do not endure for long. But we're called to hold steady, to hold fast and believe. It's like a storm at sea. We, we read about uh, the storm at sea and Jesus calming the storm and then he meets the demoniac and Jesus calms his storm. My great teacher said the message is that uh, everything in life is a storm outside of you or a storm inside of you. It doesn't matter. Jesus calms the storm. So even with the problems I have today, I can say that one's outside of me. I was just an accident, you know. Uh, it, it just happened that way. This other one, no, I caused that. There was something in me. I picked that fight. and But either way, Jesus promises to be with us. And, you know, I used to work in the trades. And uh, one day... My friend Dale and I are gonna lay this beautiful new carpet, wall-to-wall -wall carpet in, in these people's home, and I've never done it before. I have my Carhartts on, I have my hook life, my hook knife. I look like I really know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm kind of paralyzed. And uh, the woman of the house leaves the room and goes into the kitchen, and my friend Dale says to me, there's nothing you could screw up in here that I can't fix. I'm like, what? He goes, really, don't worry about a thing. There's nothing that could go wrong here that I can't fix. And we installed that carpet, and I didn't even make a mistake. But I, the reason was I had the assurance. I didn't believe in myself. I believed in my friend who knew how to take care of business. And Jesus will say that to you. You can't make a mistake that I can't fix. You can't do a wrong that we can't work our way through. For thou art with me. Um, he provides a table for us in the presence of our enemies. We don't have to wait till we get all our problems solved to be nourished by God, to be refreshed, to be encouraged. Such, a, such an image, even this teaching today, is meant to be food at table in the midst of our troubles. All our troubles don't whisk away, but we experience the bread of God and draw our life from that. He overflows our cup. Uh, he has us closely followed by goodness and mercy and he promises to prepare an eternal room for us in his house when our life journey is over. That's pretty much all the time we have to uh, think on the Good Shepherd together today, but I wanna say it's all true. Uh, someone first told me this more than 50 years ago, and uh, I, I felt like it was a, a board and I could jump on it and it held my weight and it's held me for these 50 years. The first night I heard this good news about Jesus, I came back every night for the next year. 
not out of a sense of obligation, but if Jesus was in the house, I didn't want to miss it. And let me tell you, you will never regret leaning into Jesus in every way available to you. And thank you for this opportunity to share this word with you. That's what I have.